welcome to the Lakeshore Records Podcast. Today I had the enormous pleasure of speaking with the great Matt Sweeney, an incredible guitarist, songwriter, and all-around badass who you've heard on many iconic records. Johnny Cash, Adele, Run the Jewels, you name it. We discussed Matt's collaborative process with the Rockstar Games music team and Dave Ferguson on their number one charting soundtrack to Red Dead Redemption 2, the house-building EP, Thelonious Monk's Rules for Life, Self-Expression as an Overrated Endeavor, Sessions with the Incomparable Rick Rubin, Appalachian Music as a Transcendent Art Form, Adele's Love of 70s Dion, Playing on Johnny Cash's American 5 and 6 albums, Finger-Picking Techniques versus Guitar Center Licks, the wisdom of John Prine and Bill Withers, Matt's longtime collaborator Will Oldham, and much, much more. The Red Dead Redemption 2 House Building EP is out now worldwide via Lakeshore Records. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Matt Sweeney as much as I did. Welcome, Matt. Hi. What's How up? How you doing, man? I think I'm okay. Hey man, you got congratulations! You got a number one uh, soundtrack. We did. Oh right, we did. That's cool. That's neat. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I guess. That. I guess that's true. You know, I mean, yeah, not many well, people could say a lot of things, but yeah, that's really yeah. uh, that, 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 that's exciting. That that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get into Red Dead and um, all that, I would love to just start from the beginning, man. Just like. You can just tell me a little bit about like where you grew up, what got you into music or what got music into you. I'd love to know anything you can get, give us. There. Uh, I grew up on the East Coast. Uh, uh, I was born in 1969 in New York City. My parents moved to the suburbs of New Jersey. So my dad could teach or could, yeah, could continue teaching at Seton Hall University. So I grew up around a lot of music. Uh, neither of my parents liked rock music, uh, but they liked, my mom liked whatever was on the radio and she could sing really well and could harmonize to anything. My father was a bagpiper and a Chaucer scholar and really into history. Uh, I heard the monkeys when I was five and decided that I should play music, which was a idiotic decision that I still am uh, making good on, I suppose. Uh, and uh, I got into, uh, you know, the, I started playing b- bass guitar because my dad bought me a bass because he thought that too many people played guitar because somebody told him that um, when I was like 12 and I started playing like, you know, heavy metal covers and then I got into hardcore music and started playing guitar. And then by the time I was 17 or 18, I had a ba- or 17, I was playing shows and was able to like go out and play shows and stuff. And, and that was kind of like noisy rock music. And then, uh, um, uh, and then I quit music then started playing music again. I quit music cause I, my friend, my first band broke up and I realized that I was a ding dong and should never do music. So then I started playing music again right away. And, uh, uh, because I'm a ding dong. And then, uh, and by that point I moved to New York, played in a noise band, started another noisy band that started writing songs. That band was called Chavez play, made records for Matador records with Chavez. That band stopped doing stuff. And then I started playing a lot of music with Will Oldham, which I continue to do to this day. We do a thing called super wolf. We have a record coming out. Um, 
And then, I don't know, I played music with Will, made, and then played, did, did, did some other musical projects. And somehow I've, I'm able to, I, I really don't know. I have no fucking idea how I got here, dude. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you know, um, one, one thing you know how to do is play the guitar, right? All I mean, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the Red Dead thing was, I, I made a record called Super Wolf. Rick Rubin really liked that record. He asked me to play on Johnny Cash recordings. And Johnny Cash recorded a bunch of songs with this guy, Dave Ferguson, right before Johnny Cash died. And the understanding, and Dave Ferguson was his engineer for, uh, was Johnny Cash's engineer and kind of like best friend. Uh, and John Cash and Dave Ferguson had worked with Rick Rubin before on, on the rec on the records that Rick had made for Johnny. Um, but he made a bunch of recordings before he died. I got called by Rick to record, to, to do overdubs on these recordings. With, uh, and I met Ferg, who I ended up doing this house building music with in that context. I showed up again, having no fucking idea what I was doing to Rick Rubin's studio and Ferg was there and it became pretty, and Ferg was there and Tom Petty's band was there and we were just tracking live song, live acoustic music to Johnny Cash's voice. Um, and that's how I learned, that's how I met Ferg. That's sort of how I, that, that really, that, that whole experience, I'd never worked on a thing like that, certainly. And certainly nothing that terrifying as far as being, in, having to play live acoustic music to Johnny Cash's voice <laughs> um, was a little bit nerve wracking. Um, uh, but I made in, in that process, I, I got I immediately made friends with Dave Ferguson because it's sort of clear. It was very clear that like Rick was a producer, but Dave Ferguson was Johnny Cash's best friend who had to like record this music when you know, his friend was dying and he was really close to it, you know, and uh, just working right away. I was like, oh, my God, this guy. Fergie is amazing, you know, uh, and also I heard Fergie sing kind of early on when we were working on the Johnny Cash stuff and also his voice really blew my mind. So after that, we, we, we ended up, that, that experience was really, really great. Um, that, that recording experience was great. And uh, Fergie and I became kind of unlikely, but very tight friends right away. And we started working on projects on kind of Rick Rubin projects out in LA. And then Fergie invited me to go to Nashville, but this is like, by this point, it's like 2006 or seven that I first went to Nashville to, to work with Ferg. Um, and that was, a, I'm a New York guy, but uh, going to Nashville was a huge, you know, kind of honor and also kind of terrifying because Ferg was like, he's the guy in Nashville. His, his, his community isn't the pop country community. It's the bluegrass community. It's basically Johnny, it, it's, it's, the best bluegrass players and it's also basically what's left of johnny cash's circle uh to to a certain degree the circle of friends that he like to play music with uh to be clear so i started going down to nashville and bringing other people in people like myself who don't have access to, to this incredible um this incredible resource that dave ferguson has which is musicians and with an, an intimate knowledge of appalachian music and of basically country music but meaning folk music uh, uh I, and hill, hillbilly music which is what Ferg calls it so uh so you know like I, i'm in this i just stepped in this golden pile of of awesome when when i met ferg and uh a couple maybe i don't know when it was because i because my mind is shot but but about four years ago three years ago four years ago at my local bar in new york max fish Tony from Rockstar Games came up to me and said, 
and, and asked if I'd be interested in working on music for Red Dead Redemption 2. And uh, I said, sure. And then I was so drunk, I kind of forgot about the conversation and then and then got a conversation. Th- then Tony, <laughs> I guess I had an email or something saying, hey, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, right. Oh, OK, cool. So met with them and they and Tony and Yvonne are. Uh, you know, I'm I'm lucky. I've I've gotten to work with lots of different people, um, and I'm really not not being like nice by saying that I really really enjoy working with Tony and Yvonne, who are the music guys at Rockstar Games. They they uh, I guess I'll get into that later. But from the first meeting that I had with them, they were so crystal clear on what they needed, and they're also so crystal clear on what they didn't know. <laughs> and it's and it's a really good mixture of of the two. So so what they told me was, you know, they they, they told me that the soundtrack was you know largely done or had a shape uh, and that Woody Jackson had you know done this incredible job but there's just all of this other there are all these other missions and these missions that were kind of like <laughs> I think they're just honest they're like these aren't the important missions these are the you know these are you know I was like oh I don't you know I don't play I I understand video games and stuff and for, for sure and and I weirdly have a background with Rockstar Games because I was I helped them I helped ran that company in uh, for my day job in the 90s but anyway so like I, I knew what the game was about uh but what they told me was you know that you know I said well what is it still like a Morricone vibe you know like what kind of music are you looking for and they said well we're you know we really like this music that you've made and they talked about like I don't know what they talked about maybe they talked about Super Wolf or I, I'm, I'm not sure what what I guess they must have talked about that which this record which is a record that I made that has a lot of finger picking on it um so, so going back to Tony and Yvonne being so good at, at describing what they needed, you know, they were able to go down to Nashville, get in a room full of like these incredible hillbilly players and tell them, <laughs> oh, I mean, but, but, you know, kind of tell them what to do because, because I was learning also as, as we were going, you know, uh, as, as we were going along and essentially what the way that the process would work for Red Dead was they would show the scene. They would tell us, it, it, like, it, we worked a, a, with Tony and Yvonne, but a lot with Tony. Um, Tony would show us the scene, would tell us the characters and, you know, t- so, sort of set it up. And then and then, he'd, and then I'd stare at him and be like, okay. Uh, and then I'd come up with basically a, a two-part thing. Like, like the, here's, you know, like, like here's, here's the A riff, you know, and then I'd play him a bunch of stuff. And he'd be like, nah 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 Ooh, that's good you know what i mean like, like and uh he's like okay run with that and then i come up with a b part and it was kind of all on the a lot of it was on the fly I, I i mean of course i i came in with like i don't know what 20 pieces you know that that, that were sort of this way but a lot of times like when you're in a room with somebody you just kind of go you know and and because what was interesting the, the, what the assignment for all these pieces was was that it had to be like emotional but at the same time, it couldn't be overbearing, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, and, and we're not relying on pads, you know, or like, you know, it, it's, it's like real playing, you know, it's, it's actual parts, you know what I mean? Um, so it was, it was actually, I mean, I was kind of impressed that they came to me because actually this is sort of something that I think I'm okay at, like, like is sort of being able to get a mood going just with a, with a minimal amount of picked playing and stuff. And, and, and also I, I play 
I'm, I'm a member of a group called Endless Boogie and we do like 30 minute songs with no chord changes. <laughs> but that <laughs> seriously, it's called Endless Boogie. So I was like, okay, you know, like I, I was like, I definitely understand the idea of music that goes on forever and isn't boring and isn't atmospheric or uh, droney or, you know what I mean? Like, like, like there's a, I, I, I was, Emotionally, I understood what they were going for, you know, uh, as, as far as just kind of creating a move, a mood that has movements, but that isn't uh, overbearing, you know, but still has tons of feeling and stuff. So, so that that was, I think, that's kind of the best way to describe almost what every situation had. Yeah, like, like, like th that was kind of the ask, you know, was was to come up with with distinctive yet non overbearing music, you know. And as you as you created all these tracks, you know you're writing lyrics too, right? I mean, there's these are songs. Well, no, we're not writing lyrics because they're the the only song that happened was <laughs> was the house building thing, which actually I had nothing to do with. Um, which was like, so meanwhile they have all these songs, right? And which is like it's kind of a separate thing, which is like so they have the soundtrack that, that we're working on, but also there was this understanding that that there was this need for songs and mm -hmm. and that they were kind of open, so like. So I remember I had some I submitted one just for the fuck of it and they're like oh that's kind of good and and that that kind of ended up going nowhere but then the other one was like I remember it came up they're like oh we have this house we have this house building yeah. thing you know and uh who do you think should write it we don't know and then I I think that Ferg was just like why not this you know and I think Ferg he just threw down a, a demo of the song, sent it to them they're like oh you know we kind of like this well and I I'm, if I'm not mistaken it was kind of like all right this is this is like, this is in the ballpark. It may have been a placeholder thing, you know what I mean? Like that song, the house, the house building, and then, and then I remember to, then going back and forth with Tony. Like they were like, "Well, maybe it should be like this, or maybe we should get somebody else." Or da, da, da. and I was like, "Well, even the firm version is really good." They're like, "Yeah, we know it's really good, you know, it's just nobody's heard it yet, so we don't know how it's going to play or whatever, you know." And uh, but it really was like it was very like not not a big thing, you know. Like <laughs> it was one of these kind of classic things where. You know, they were like, yeah, you know, what? Yeah, yeah, we'll just we're just going to stick with birds, you know, like, like you know, that's that, that kind of like what, what they, they were like, you know, it's good. And everybody seems to like it. OK, so like, let's just leave it alone and, and see what happens, you know. Well, I have to say, yeah. my, even, I, I have a two year old and a five year old and I've played oh, yeah? the EP and they dig it. They oh, that's great. It. They, well, like, you know, it's fun. Well, they're, they're, that song that Ferg wrote is like a it's it's such a classic like you know i mean it's and also i can see how kids would love it you know yeah. and, and you know it's funny is ferg is like the gnarliest dude ever he's like this <laughs> cigarettes and but he has this thing you know he's one of my best friends but like i'm not really like a kid's guy i mean i, I think kids are awesome but i've never seen children flock to a scarier individual it's like it's like and i'm not kidding it's like children and dogs with Ferg, they go crazy. They just, like, they just see him. And, the, and also he's got this rumble. I mean, it has to do with this rumbly voice that he has. I don't know what the fuck it is, but like, it's really, I'm, I'm, I'm glad your kids did. Cause, cause he, I remember when I heard it, I was like, yup, that's like, that's some classic Ferg. So this is like, this song sounds like it's been around for a million years. It's utterly yeah. lovable. It's utterly approachable. It's really, it has this weird heart to it. That's like, kind of I can't put into words you know it's just got this real like wow it sounds like he really means it <laughs> you know and there's nothing I more would to say, say the same you know? I'm, I'm a musician as well I would say the same of your huh? playing and a lot of your music I was going to ask Thanks. you about that like how you know 
there are people who are really great players who have really high technical ability and often want to demonstrate that. And what I noticed yeah. from, from your stuff is like, you're not being like, look at me. You're not showing off. Like you understand the power of pocket <laughs> and all of that. And I, I'd love to know how you came. That's a sort of wisdom that's tough to sort of, you yeah. don't find that often. That's a, a, that's a, that's a, a well, well said question. Um, because yeah, you know, that, that, that's really the question of music is like, do you want, uh, do you want to be demonstrative? I mean, are, are you, when you're playing music, are you trying to be demonstrative? And by demonstrative, I mean, which is to say, are you trying to demonstrate how fucking good you are and what you know, or are you trying to, to connect on, on a feeling level? You know what I mean? Which takes a great deal of technique and stuff, but it's certainly, you want to like, not, uh, you don't want to tell, you want to show. You know what I mean? In a way, like, and, and a de demonstrative, by, by being demonstrative, you're telling, you're, you're, you're telling somebody, hey, look at me playing guitar. This is the thing, you know, and by showing, you're, it's just, you just do it. You know what I mean? And, and, and it, you, you assume that the listener is intelligent enough to be listening, <laughs> you know, and, and is, sensitive enough, is sensitive enough to not need to be, you know, hammered, you know, like, Have like, has that always been something that you? No, 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 hell no. I mean, you know, I mean, no. I have like no taste at all. <laughs> you know, I'm a, totally you know, like tasteless and and crass and you know, no restraint whatsoever. You have to learn it. <laughs> you know, like like like. I mean, my my first band had like eight million parts to their songs. You know, like like you know, a, a zillion. And then it's just a matter. You know, you, you get you get better at it. Um, but I, I feel like it's just it's it is hard to 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 have restraints, you know, like 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 especially when you're younger, I think you just want to say and feel a million things. You want to get it all out, you know, and and um, so I think that I didn't approach anything with anything that you could call restraint until I was probably probably I, I I've been playing for like probably 10 years before it, it occurred to me that, that it could be cool to like to chill sure. a little bit. Sure. Um, but I also found that. I'm a guitar player primarily and, and uh, um, finger picking slowed me the hell down. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like, because, and, and that's kind of what I do. And, 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 and that's like something that I, I, I came to myself and, and that's really why I think I, that's when I started getting paid. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I could do this thing. That's, that's not fancy, but sounds different than a standard guitar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like, um, which is basically, you know, you could just play, a simple you could play two things at once and and they could be two really really simple things at once but it, it it's it people like to hear that you know what i mean like it, it it creates a it creates a feeling just just one thing you get one color against another color you know what i mean which is like what happens if you if you're picking you know how did you learn um, how, i'm i'm a uh i'm a composer but mostly uh piano i started on piano mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I've, you know i've self-taught guitar but like and I can finger pick, but like using my ear, right? I never actually right. took a guitar lesson. So I'm just curious, how did you master that? Did you have specific- I, I watched, I, I, yeah, I, 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 well, I had a friend show me a pattern. I, it's, it, I mean, this was, you know, like YouTube changes everything. I'm, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like, yeah. like if you could see somebody do something, God, it makes such a difference, you know? And I grew up going to shows and seeing a lot of stuff. So, so generally everything that I did learn 
was from just being next to somebody and watching them do it, you know? Um, but like, so I grew up in New Jersey. There are a lot of heavy metal players around. So I was able to kind of very quickly get quote unquote chops, which were kind of, which, which was kind of cool, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like when you're growing up, you're, you just, you pick it up and you could just play really fast all of a sudden, but you don't, sure. you, you don't have any, you don't know what you're doing really, but, but you're, you physically can do that. And, and uh, so in my early twenties, my friends who were really intense about music had gotten into old time music and hillbilly music and bluegrass. And, and uh, I went to this festival in Charlotte, Michigan. And that's the first time that, I, and, and my friend Sam Dillon had learned how to play some Mississippi John Hurt finger picking patterns. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, how, what the fuck? You know, I was, I was just, obsessed i would just watch him do it i was like how are you doing that you know like it's, it, it, it drove me crazy and so he showed me how to do that and or he showed me what to do rather and then i realized shit okay now i know what you what i have to do now it's just a matter of doing it which is you know it's basically like juggling you know or it's like playing piano it's just sure, it, sure. It's, it's just doing you're just doing it's re, you're just doing two things at the same time that that naturally you can't do <laughs> you know mm -hmm. But, but the end result, once you start doing it, it sounds very, very natural. So, so, so you just have to sort of sit in your sweatpants and discomfort and just suck so hard <laughs> to get there, you know? Sure. And, and, and I think that a lot of people who, um, who approach finger picking, say a lot of guitarists, they often have learned how to, how to play rock guitar. So like, mm -hmm. why do you want to fucking finger pick? You know, it just seems like, it's like, why do I want to be that vulnerable? And, and like, basically I have to relearn everything. You know, like, I, I, I do understand why people don't, don't even bother. Cause like, or I could just keep on going, wow, sound cool, you know? But for me, I just, like, I love John Fahey. I love Nick Drake. I loved all this stuff. And when I saw that my friend could do it and I saw that there was actually a way to do it, I realized that there wasn't any excuses anymore. I just had to fucking figure it out and do it. Um, so that, that that was i was you know i think 26 27 you know when i was when i started doing that which which would be about 10 years after being you know a little longer than that uh, i guess i got serious about playing when i was like 14 or something like that so so by the time so like 10 years later there i am just like putting picking up an acoustic guitar actually i would just pick on an electric guitar too it really doesn't matter um but but uh it was really humiliating <laughs> um yeah. but but uh, but you just do it, you know. Uh, so so I did it from learning, from, from learning from from a friend, and also like watching, and really just watching, like like RL seeing seeing RL Burnside play a lot kind of had an effect on me, just because I was I couldn't because that dude would just sit there and all the sound would be coming out of his guitar and he'd barely be moving, you know, mm -hmm. literally like nothing would be moving and you know, this big sound. So that's when I realized I was like, okay, this is about. Is this is just a trick? It's a fucking trick, and I'm gonna learn how to do this trick, you know. And it's like a magic trick. And as much as music is, you know, is so much like like close up magic in that most of the people who practice it are alcoholics. Just kidding, mm -hmm. not really. <laughs> but I was gonna say it's it's just like close up magic because you have to you have to learn how to do this thing and act like you didn't learn how to do anything. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like the whole, the whole, you, 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 you do this thing to make it seem like you didn't do anything. And all of a sudden everybody's crying or everybody's going, Oh my God, you know? And, and uh, you know, you go, and here's the thing. And then with music, you go, bah, and on you're singing beautifully, you know, like, and the, the, the audience is just, is just going to take it. They, they don't care how you came to it. They, they don't care how much you practice. They, 
they would like to assume that it just came out of your mouth and 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 that's great and that's what you want to or it just came out of your hands and that, and that that's what you want to do is is give this sense of sort of wonder and ease in the in the viewer and what that takes is like the opposite of wonder and the opposite of ease <laughs> you know like sure, uh, sure. so so like you know but in the case of like finger picking with guitar i i it really i but i i had this clear thing where i was like wow that's really fucking hard but if i could do that it can like lead to stuff and and, and it's weird because i was never career minded so much as i just always wanted to play music and be you know around music and just be lost in music as much as possible you know and there was something about picking where i just fucking knew like it's like if i get this down it's like it's a self-contained skill that is really pretty awesome and i and if i do this it's gonna get me out of the rock thing it's just gonna get me somewhere interesting i was convinced of that and i was fucking right i gotta yeah, say you were right, you know? good call <laughs> um, thank you yeah uh, let me ask you this. This is this is a little bit of an esoteric esoteric question, but what the fuck is it about an acoustic guitar and the, and specifically f- finger picking that makes you immediately feel like? Obviously, we're conditioned to think of you know Appalachia and and right, folk, right. But still, there's something feels like there's something intrinsic to I don't know what it is. You might have further insight than me to to that sound the rhythms maybe it's the duality of the motion i'm not sure what it is it could be the strings it could be the wood what is it about that guitar that makes you immediately feel you know you feel like you're on a porch or outdoors whatever it might be i don't know i i i i agree with you my friend sam dylan who taught me how to finger pick it's funny that's exactly when he showed me this he goes he goes okay i'm gonna show you a thing that's gonna that's like he said this is the answer he's like do you ever wonder <laughs> like why dudes can all these old dudes can sit on the porch forever and ever and ever just like endlessly playing you know it's like it's this thing you know it's this it's this pat it's a pattern it's one thing against another thing it's a how did he put it he had a funny word part of it he just said now you're he's like then you're really playing (laughs) and it's really true you know what i mean it is it is like, like but you are it's like so uh it seems you know a, str- a portable stringed instrument is like one of the first things that any human being endeavored to do, you sure. know? So, 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 so we're definitely hardwired to respond to that sound, you know? And, and then, and, you know, and a guitar is the cheapest piano you could get, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, if, if you're going to pick, you know, like, yeah. like you're going to be a picker, it's, it's the smallest, most self-contained thing. And, and, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, but that's also like why I got. I I was really fascinated by it, especially when going to these these bluegrass things. Like like for example, like you grow up and people go, oh, you mean like hillbilly shit? Like oh, ha, ha. like when a band just starts playing and people kind of laugh at it, go ha ha. It's like, dude, you're you're the sucker. You're the one who's going like this, looking like an <laughs> idiot. You know what I mean? Like you can't even help it. You know? And and I and I and I really was fascinated. Like, what is it? that gets people's heads nodding. What is that? Why is that? And it really is, a, there's something about playing a finger picking pattern on guitar that hypnotizes people. It does. You yeah, know it's what like I mean? A like, portal. Like, it's like a sonic portal where it's like- It really is. Yeah. Like immediate, it's like, you don't have to speak the same language verbally, but you immediately understand something. Let me have a rule and a saw and a board and I'll cut it. Climb up a ladder with a hammer and a nail, I'll nail it. Well, we worked so hard to build a little house together. In the 
snow or the rain or the ice cold wind whenever no matter any weather we're together It's incredible. Yeah, and, and I swear, and there, and all I can say is that there's just such a huge difference between striking, striking a guitar just like with one meaty fist and hitting all the, and having these two separate things going on. There's a world of difference, you know, and the portal opens up when, when, when you start picking. It just does, you know, and, and it's really neat. And the thing to remember is like, you can fucking do it. You just sit there and do it. And it, it, it takes forever, you know, but like once you get one pattern down really slow, it's just like piano, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay, right. You know, like, like, uh, um, cause everything that I do is based off of one pattern. Oh, you know, who's cool. Actually, I, I, I made a note just to say, there's a woman named Shannon Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. Okay. She's so goddamn great. And, and she's a perfect, I, I was talking to somebody else about just an example of like, what's rad about finger picking. Check out a song called Little Black Stray by okay. Shannon Wright. And if you just want to see like, I mean, there's like a universe in that song and it's so dope. And that's like, that's I think just one guitar and drums and vocal. And it sounds like it's live and it's it's so damn cool. And like, just as, a, as just as, this is like, you'll, you'll see what I mean. It's rocking as hell. It's really rocking and really scary and really beautiful. And all these things that like, that like, it just shows the potential for like where a rocking sound can go if you take away a pick and you start thinking more compositionally on electric guitar, but it's still not like progressive rock or anything like that. It's still very feel oriented, you know? And when you do pick up an electric guitar, do you have entirely different, like, is it like a different instinct mode kicks in? I mean, not really. That's the thing is in fact, like the, my trick is basically playing electric guitar like an acoustic like 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 the trick that i i mean a million other people have done it too and this is like what that shannon wright song is doing which is like no not really in yeah. fact if you kind of see the electric guitar it's like you turn up the amp really loud and and realize that that and you're con that you are controlling the dynamic with your fingers you know and 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 you're striking or, or you're, you could go tons of places with the electric guitar, treating it like an acoustic guitar. So uh, as opposed to like, certainly, yeah, the, uh, or I could pick up a guitar and just go to the rock electric guitar mode, you know, which I think is like, not really <laughs> terribly exciting at this point, you mm -hmm. know, like, and I totally get it. Like, but I mean, like just being able to do like to, to hit a John Mayer sounding fucking thing or something like that. It's like, I guess if that's what you want to do, you know, um, but but like, uh, as far as just doing like licks on an electric guitar, that's all totally, that's a headspace for sure. But it's definitely one that I kind of made a point of getting away from a long time ago. And I'd, I'd sort of rather like let the guitar make a horrible noise than than play like that than nail a Van Halen run. As my, you know, but but I would also rather listen to Van Halen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that I'd rather listen to it. I know I could probably 
get get there but that just i, I just feel like it, it's been so covered that i can't it's been i can't it doesn't even read as music anymore when i hear somebody trying to trying to copy uh like to do guitar center licks but that's a personal thing you know like like you know also like i think that's a great way to go if you're learning how to play something and if, if you're just going for something you may as well just go for whatever's the brightest and flashiest thing you know when you're first learning you know sure. um yeah. And, and in finding your sound, that's something that you're mm -hmm. finding your voice. What, what are your thoughts on that? Because that's something that you hear a lot. You hear a yeah, lot. Everybody kind of knows what it means, but I want your take. You know, it's just, it's funny. I, I was just this morning, my, my bandmate from Chavez sent me music that his son who's 17 is doing and it's he's so good he's so like and this kid is so much better than I was at 17 it's embarrassing mm -hmm. but uh but you know it's funny I thought about that's finding your voice thing and stuff and um I you know finding your voice, it's it's just playing for a really long time mm -hmm. I, you know I, I and it's so funny it's you get there you know I, I mean I think I can't think of anybody who with an authentic, with their own authentic voice, who didn't sound exactly like their heroes when they first started. So that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's totally, totally fine. I mean, I, I think that to find your own voice, you should copy whatever you love, but like really copy it. Like, like, because they're, they're like, I, I feel like some people are drawn when, when you're starting music, you're sometimes drawn to things that you love because it sounds kind of easy. Like people like fucking Nirvana because Cobain, because ah, you know, and that, oh, I think I could do that, and, ah, you know, and that feels good, you know. It's like, right, that's the easiest part, and and maybe you're identifying. I think that one should be careful to see whether they're identifying with the easiest part of them of music, the most quote unquote cathartic part of music, because it's the easiest part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that why you're identifying it with it? Um, because oh, and and then you want to kind of just move a little bit past that. So, for example, like stick with nirvana you know like if you want to learn smells like teen spirit i guess you know that that psycho did, wrote it in f for some reason that song <laughs> is an f that's a real pain in the ass you know to play but you know what learn it that way learn it the really hard way learn it so you have it ex like if you want to copy copy it like not the easy don't don't copy because it's easy for you to copy like really copy it exact you know like figure out like slow it down so you are just marrying it completely. And in that process, you're going to learn a lot. You know what I mean? And by the time that you're out at the other end and, and able to sound exactly like this thing, you're going to start to really know what, what your voice is because sure. it's not the thing that, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just, it's just that. I, I think that you really can find your own voice by learning how to copy shit to the letter, to the nanosecond. And in that process, you get better. You learn what other people's voices are, and in that you kind of come to your own thing. I, 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 that's all I can say because it's it's really tricky. It's like I can't like I just did a guitar solo that I was like, wow, this is kind of the culmination of everything that I've ever tried to do with a guitar solo, and the response was, oh, is that you playing guitar? <laughs> that's what a lot of people say, you know. Like, so people like, oh, that's so cool, you know. I was like. Yeah, that's weird. You know, and then then the other then a couple of other people were like, "Wow, dude, it's so cool! I can always tell that it's you playing guitar." You know, that's so like yeah. I don't yeah. fucking know. Like, like, <laughs> I, I, and, and in some ways, I was like, "Well, that's great because that means that I must be doing something right." Because <laughs> sure. it means that 
some people don't recognize it. Some people think that it's exactly what I am. All I know is that it means that I'm moving forward or something. Or, um, but like, yeah, that, that's what I'd say about finding your, your own voice. It's, it's also like self-expression is so fucking overrated. It's so overrated, you know? And it's like in music, it's, it's like your, your purest form of self-expression is when you suck and you're 15 years old and you go that's self-expression you know everything mm -hmm. beyond that like, mm -hmm. like 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 just please get that out of the way and like learn how to express human feelings not your own just the feelings that we all have and by learn and the way to learn how to express human feelings is to learn that Joni Mitchell song that you're obsessed with just really 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 learning it you know that's a way mm -hmm to connect to a bigger feeling, for example, you know what I mean? Um, so, and this is staying on the subject of finding your own voice because, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, and that's what I mean, like, like my own voice is, I guess, like a scared person, a scared sniveling child covered in shit screaming, you know, I guess that's my authentic voice. I think that's everybody's authentic voice, you know, it's like, um, but, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Other than that, it's really, it takes a lot of discipline to find, to find your voice. It takes a lot of shutting the fuck up to find your own voice. You know, <laughs> it takes a lot of like listening said, and learning. You, said, you, know? you said something very interesting. I've not heard that before. That basically a dichotomy between self-expression and human, human emotion, let's say. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so you know, where do they diverge? Because you, you're saying, you're saying that self-expression is overrated. That's a, mm -hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I can run with that. I can run with yeah. that. But but at the same time, uh, like if if someone is expressing themselves, how are they not expressing human emotion? Well, okay, yeah, I mean, it, and it's tricky. And I, I'm sure we're not going to get all the way there. But 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 what I mean is, so for example, if I'm let's take it to the Red Dead Redemption. So mm -hmm. I'm watching this this uh, this thing that I have to come up with a theme for the, the, this scene, right? And mm -hmm. say, I feel, I feel really strongly, you know, my yeah. feeling is that, you know, that this woman should have a very pretty theme for, for, for her thing, you know, but mm -hmm. like, and I really, really think that it's like, no, well, that, that, that's the beginning of self-expression being a problem. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I should connect to what, let's say we're keeping on the game, what the theme of the scene is. Maybe I, you know, maybe I should ask a few more questions as to, why this character is doing this thing or why is it is, is this character actually upset or is she you know i don't know is she pretend pretending to be upset i don't know um uh but again taking myself out and then finding what the emotion is that i'm supposed to be hitting that's mm -hmm. not my emotion that's mm -hmm. an emotion that i could remember you know maybe you know like 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 maybe that happened to me you know like say i'm supposed to play so i'm supposed to make something angry for this theme or whatever i don't know uh for this woman that i'm watching on the screen for this video game character that i'm watching on the screen i have to make up something that that's not how i'm feeling but i could draw on the feeling that i've had before put it mm -hmm. with this situation now it, and that's not expressing myself that is expressing an emotion you know what i mean that, that that's an that, that's a so so it's being aware of of what your feelings are but knowing that other people have other feelings and finding the thing to connect, you know, uh, um, I'm trying to give like, like, like another, you know what I'd love to use as an example. I think it's sure. illustrated the point perfectly, but since we brushed mm -hmm. across it and it's such a transformative mm -hmm. album and 
for in my in my own personal musical background, that Johnny Cash album, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. So the records that I played on are five and six. So that's like God's gonna cut you down and all that. Um yeah. and okay, this is a good example. Actually, I was this was a rare example of me being sort of smart. Um <laughs> so I I had no idea what all I knew was was what I had said was which was I had been told that by Rick Rubin's people that that there is like a t- dozens of songs that were rec- that Mr. Cash had recorded when he was sick and they were meant to be finished with a live band, you know, now. Um, so that what that meant to me was that's that pressure, had, man. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, no, sh- no fucking shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, but and, and and what that meant to me what was like it had nothing to do with me. It was like okay, it's going to be up to me to serve this song. And that that sounds like some sort of well, actually, yeah, it really was for me yeah. to fucking serve this yeah. song. It's got the Johnny yeah. Cash song. So, uh, and what that meant was like, what am I going to bring to serve this? Am I gonna, you know, like what what the fuck do you do? Like I there, I had no idea what to do. So I was like, okay, I know, I know people who've recorded with Rick and I know what the studio is and I've seen pictures and I know there's fucking tons of guitars there. So I'm not going to bring anything. <laughs> that was my first thought. You know, it was like, this is what we're talking about self-expression. I was like, well, I think that I'm going to do whatever I can do to make this situation good, which is Johnny Cash's situation. It's, we're recording where he recorded all these records. I know there's a bunch of guitars. So like, I'm, I'm going to just show up and see what is needed, you know, <laughs> like, like, because I know, there isn't anything that I could bring of my own toolkit like that. That'd be fucking ridiculous. You know, in my opinion, that's just me. Um, and sure enough, it turned out to be a good thing. Cause I was like, all right, great. There's all these great, <laughs> there's all this great gear. I could like, you know, and, and I, there's better gear than I fucking have, <laughs> you know, like, like, so these are much nicer guitars. Uh, and then I asked Rick, cause I was terrified, you know, like, I kind of like over in the corner the first time, like like we're listening. So it's just Johnny Cash's voice to a click, you know? And it's fucking Tom Petty's band is sitting there listening and taking notes. I don't know how to take notes, you know? Like I didn't, <laughs> I, I, I have since learned some of those things, but but like I didn't, you know? And so I just said to Rick, I was like, ah, uh, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> and and uh, I was like, I was like, what if I like, should I try to come up with like, parts he goes yeah 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 i was like but what if the part isn't right he goes you're isolated we could just hit a race <laughs> so, so but that and that was the big moment for me i was like somehow that was like a total positive you know like where like where i was like oh cool that's right he fucking asked me to, you know i i have no idea what i'm doing these guys know what they're doing i'm gonna be in my corner i you know i'm gonna be sitting there playing live but i'm isolated I guess I should, you know, they asked, he asked me to do this, you know, like, like he asked me to play and use whatever it is that I think is going to be right for the song. You know what I mean? Like, 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 and so I just, I had to like, uh, be confident that my feeling for what was needed was gonna, was gonna be the right one. You know what I mean? Uh, like, 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 so, and, and I was, it was nice to know that I wasn't going to fucking step on anything because, it would just be wiped out, you know. And you uh, creative freedom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 then of course it also makes you feel like right. Well, I certainly want to make certainly want to do whatever it is that the song needs, and maybe it doesn't need anything. Like Fergie had a great line. 
And I think Fer- Fergus like, yeah, man, you know how to lay out. <laughs> you know, like I was like, yeah, laying out. And, and, and Fergus, man, I've laid out on, I've laid out on some of the best records you've ever heard. <laughs> you know, like, um, but I really, but I really believe that like, if you don't know what to play, just don't play anything. How about that? You know, like, like and, and, and then also like the, I, somebody else had told me this when I was younger, which is like, it was a singer. He's like, dude, don't play. Don't like play a lick when I'm singing. You know, <laughs> like, like, he's like, he's like, this is really simple, you know, it's kind of stuff, but it was like, I kind of, by the time that I got to, I was lucky enough to be in this room doing this Johnny Cash stuff. I had learned like to, I had just somehow had, just cause I was playing with Will. I was like, people are, people are coming to hear this guy sing, you know, like, mm-hmm. but, but you got to frame it. And, and, uh, you know, so so like, don't play when he's singing. And if he sings something good, then play something simple that's a reaction to that. You know what I mean? Like, 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 and it doesn't have to be. You're not. You're answering. You know, like, like, like. I really believe that call and response is a really good thing to keep in mind. Like, like as a as a player and stuff. And when you're playing with other people, there's just a million ways to do call and response. You know what I mean? It's just you don't have to say back what they said, but you just answer. You know, or you know, reflect maybe, you know, like, like, and, and again, I don't play a million no- notes. It's like, usually like, my answers are reflections. It's just like, do, I'll just play like a fucking note or no, you, a chord that, or something, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, I caught that on your playing, you know, listening to your stuff. You remind me actually of he, my favorite drummer. You probably never heard of him. His name is Dion Newble, but he's, uh, he's played with Lauren Hill and Snoop oh, cool. and everybody, but like, right. he's just a pocket drummer and he does the same thing he just cuts out he doesn't do many flashy fills or anything he just stops he just yeah you just want to make yeah it's i mean because like you know singing singing's like number one you know like everybody singing is like the is the chief instrument in the world like it's the human voice and then like you know dumb shit like a guitar or a piano or something like that then number two is like the thing that goes with the other thing you know what i mean or, or when it's really good, can take the place of the other thing, or you know, maybe you know. But, 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 like, it is. I, I actually, I should give credit. Also, my grandmother had a huge impact on the way that I listen to music because she she worked for David O. Selznick. And she she was in the among other things. She was David O. Selznick's secretary. That's the guy who produced Gone with the Wind. He's a famous, very very famous, gnarly Hollywood producer who was known for. He was, he was a speed freak and he just did memos all day. And my grandmother's job was to write these memos, but she was, she was, you know, in the business and liked movies a lot. And I grew up, it was always about the accompaniness. It was always about the music and it was always about the accompaniness. My grandmother would always say, listen to this accompaniness. It was, it was always an accompanist, always, mm-hmm. you know, it was always about that. And she would always say how important that was and how, and, and really it made it, you know, by the time that I was, you know, 10, I knew what an accompanist was, you know, yeah. and I knew the idea. And I did have some idea of, I guess restraint isn't the word, but I was aware of the fact that somebody who was not in the foreground was making the foreground really awesome. You know what I mean? And then, uh, and, and again, it was nothing that I aspired to. It was nothing that I thought was, you know, it was just something that was there. And it was some knowledge that I knew was, you know, was that. And, because I would definitely aspire to like the butthole surfers when I was 13 or 14. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, but like, uh, you know, that, that idea of, uh, of, of playing with somebody else and, and, and laying back and, and giving the voice, 
room, you know, uh, it's, it's like, it's huge, you know, and, and so many, so many great play, you know, you can have a really great career in music if, if without being like any kind of technical genius, if you can vibe with a singer and sure. just make the singer, you know, it's like, and, and it's pretty fucking cool, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And, and again, like I, I do loads of different things, but like, I love great singers and, and like, I, I can't believe that I've gotten to, to be around these i've gotten to hear these these voices in 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 a room and stuff and that's largely because i just didn't play much (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) adele adele being one of them yeah totally i I was actually thinking about that i was thinking of her when i was saying that you know um yeah like you know she she's cool shit and again you know that's somebody you know i haven't seen her in 10 years but 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 uh when we made that record, I didn't know who she was. She didn't know who I was, certainly. Um, you know, I was like the guy that Rick hired. She had had one record out. I didn't know anything about her. I knew nothing about her, you know, but we clicked right away because she was super into music. She was super into listening to music. She was, you know, we were type, we weirdly both like 70s Dion, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, that, and, and that there was a 21 year old kid who was like in the 70s Dion. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, Adela told me back then, I remember she was like, she had said like, her plan was like to be a, pu- a music publicist. I think she, she told me back then. Yeah. yeah. Really? Like, like, like she was, yeah, she was just like, she went to the, some high school that like lots of, it's kind of a performing artsy high school thing, but she was like, she, she was a fan. She was into music. You know, she just, she, she knew she was going to be around music, but she had no like diva, whatever, you know, like, like it was just like, she had this, she could listen, you know? And, and so we would, talk about songs we wouldn't she wouldn't talk about how she was fucking feeling you know or or, and in fact when we were talking about self-expression this is one of the greatest singers in the world you know it's like yeah you do that but she had a sense of humor about it too i don't know i don't know how how to put it but she was just a fucking joy to hang out with you know and could just be one of the best singers ever but it was like the idea was about connecting. It was about making a really great song. It wasn't like, I need to sing this thing because I need to get this thing out of, you know, it's like, you want to make something for other people to, 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 to feel like, like that, that's, that's the real beauty, you know, because, you know, and again, like self-expression is rad, but to me, self-expression is like, is gnarly and nasty and gross. Like, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, you know, not, I think, uh, I, I don't know, you know, you want to express hum, human expression is, is what you're going for more than self-expression, I think, ideally. Do you, when you are in a room with Adele or working on a Johnny Cash record, are you, do you feel, you know, we talked about the pressure of that. Um, do you feel like your job, you know, you, you want to serve the song. Do you feel like, you are there for a reason do you have a sort of spiritual or any like you're the you were placed there at that moment in time and you are there for a reason you were selected ah that's you know i think uh you know it's i just always feel like i'm really 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 lucky super super lucky um like beyond that that i get to do this and that i've gotten into these rooms was like so much to do with luck and timing but you do make your own luck and you make your own timing you know and so 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 like 
so yeah, you know, it's funny that you said that because there, there have been, it, it is a way, I think I thought that when I was really nervous, you know, it's the same, you know, which is just like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know, like the imposter syndrome kicks in. Yeah. And, and then you just got to be like, yeah, there is a reason that I'm here. And yeah, you know, like it, music's really important to me and the song has got to be great. And, and my presence is, is affecting it in some way. And I want it to affect it in a way where the singer is just going to kick, is just going to kick it up that much more or pull it back that much more or whatever it is, you know? And so, so yeah, I've definitely had that feeling like, wow, it's like, I'm here for a reason, you know, but the reason literally could, it's, it's a, it's pretty simple. It's just, you know, it's almost like it's good. Ideally you could apply that that sort of thinking to almost anything you do, (laughs) you know, like, um, but, 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 uh, but yeah, it's, you can, you can to push back a little bit. The reason I mm-hmm. a question, the reason I asked that is because these are records. We don't even have to call them records. These are experiences that will be experienced mm-hmm. by millions of people for just time beyond, right? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. just like another song. Not to say that there's better songs or worse songs, but this is sure. these are sure. things that will affect not only the current zeitgeist, but like generations to come. And you were the guy playing the guitar. You know what yeah, I'm I kind of, yeah, it's sort of, I, I've, I've thought about it this way on, well, you know, well, okay. I, I've thought about it this way. It's like, you know, it's more, I, I see my role in these, that, that I've been in, I've been lucky enough to be around these, these in on these recordings or have contributed to these recordings. It's like being a part of a built, working on a building. You know what I mean? It's like it's like I got to design the gargoyle, or, or like I did that gargoyle, that gargoyle over there. <laughs> yeah. or I did the watch. You know, the, the face of the watchtower is mine, or like you know, I designed the windows, or whatever you want to say. Like that's, and I used to wonder about that when I was a little kid. Maybe like, maybe everybody does. You know, it's like well, yeah, obviously a lot of people it took a lot. You know, when, when you realize that one person could not have made that building, and you're enjoying that building, and you get this sense. Like mom, dad, are the people who made that building alive anymore? You heard that question, you know? I'm like, no, they're not. You know, you kind of, it's like I definitely feel that way about songs, which is like nobody knows the, the, on these big, big songs that you're talking about that are gonna, you know, resonate forever and are being are are gonna be reflected on on millions of people. You know, they they don't give a fuck about me or anything like that. That they, they don't care that I play guitar. They don't, you know. Uh, but just in the same way that millions of people who are looking at a beautiful building, they don't care who designed the windows or anything like that, but they fucking certainly appreciate the windows and those windows are going to fucking be there forever. And they're going to be improving. People are going to be thinking that they're lovely forever and aspiring to want to go up in that window or whatever. Um, uh, so, so, uh, you know, and, and in that regard, it does feel really good. It feels like you're doing anonymous work for people where you're getting paid for it. You know, and, and, and these songs, you know, cause so many of my favorite songs are just my favorite songs or, you know, or it's like, you know, it's like what Bill Withers said about like his career. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, my songs were like a, or like a, or like change in everybody's pockets, you know, like, 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 like everybody's got them. They might not know that it's me. They definitely know that song, you know, and they could use it and they, they it's there for them. They could go, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, and they might not even know who, the, you know, I remember actually it's, my my mom was I was I was on a big Bill Withers kick, just obsessing on him. And 
I was like, mom, do you know who Bill Withers is? She's like, no. I was like, he wrote that song, Grandma's Hands. And she goes, uh-huh. And I go, you know, and she goes, oh, right. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> she said that was really funny. But, but like, um, but, but like, it's that, you know, like, like, well, I don't know what that is, but, but it, that is maybe some kind of calling or it's, it, it does feel good to know that like, you know, that something, something that I did that was difficult to do that helped this song, make the song, what it is, even if it's just, I'm just the guitar player or something like that, but it's like, that's a cool feeling. It's, it, it's a cool feeling to know that, you know, that pe people are gonna be hearing stuff that I did, anonymous stuff that I did. It, I swear to God, actually, I totally have a fetish for this. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I, it's sort of, it, and also I always thought of it as kind of like, and this is different than like songs that I've written. Like that, that, that's a different kind of ego thing. Um, but, 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 but as far as like an egoless, it's almost like doing graffiti it's like getting away with like getting to have a tag but like it's like the subtlest tag ever because like if you really tag it right nobody ever even sees the tag you know what sure. i mean like like uh, in in the case of working on a song you know like like it's or, or being hired to play guitar on somebody's song it's like i'd really just have the song be great and like you know if i laid out on the song that's not even better <laughs> i don't care you know like uh um so so yeah, you know, it's, it's trippy. It's, it's a trippy feeling, but it's a, it's like a kind of a humble public servant feeling. I think, that's good. Like that. I mean, I think that's yeah. a great way to look at it. Do you have, yeah. do you have any dream projects or people you'd like to work with that you have not yet? Or is there anything that you, you know, anything that you'd like to accomplish? Yeah. Mm. I'd love to, I'd love to, I don't know if it'll ever happen. So, and it's nothing to shoot for, but I, I would be interested in having a song that was like, you know, that was known by people who like have like, like a, 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 a poppy song, you know, that just existed and had, had a life of its own that has nothing to do with me. I've just never really fucked with the pop world that much or had like a hit pop song. I'm not going to go out and try to write one, you know, but, yeah, but like, sure. That just seems to be sort of like what, what you're talking about. That that would be kind of a neat feeling, you know. And I I've had versions of that where I've written, I've co-written on like almost anonymously co-written on some pop songs. And it's like, oh, that's kind of funny. John Legend said a word that I or said a sentence that I wrote, you know, nobody's ever <laughs> gonna know. Um, but 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 like, yeah, so I think I'd like to have I I guess maybe having like a a song that everybody knows that I wrote would be kind of cool. I think that would be neat. And, 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 and I've, I've come, you know, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, please. Oh, I was gonna say, you know, yeah, I guess that, that's it. I've done things like that, you know, and like we've sort of touched on the fact that like, I like that music that I've made is stuff that people know, but I wouldn't mind if it was like a, you know, I love that song, Louie Louie, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and, and I could be like, oh, I wrote that song, Louie Louie too. You know, that, that would be a, <laughs> That'd be, I'm trying to think. There, there's a, there's some dudes that I really like. You know, like John Prine wrote, "You never." He didn't have any hit songs except for "You Never Really Called Me by My Name," which is like a huge, huge song. Which I think he he wrote, but also took his name off. But he still got credit. You know, what I mean, I always yeah. thought that was the illest. You know, like something yeah. like that would be the fucking coolest. Is like, yeah, I wrote. You know that fucking annoying song that everybody knows, <laughs> or, or or that's funny song that everybody knows. I also wrote that. You didn't even know I wrote that. But I wrote Angel, that. Angel from <laughs> Montgomery. Well, that's what I'm saying, but but yeah. like that's not like that's not like a hit hit hit. That's like a yeah. beloved. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Is like Prime was like the 
was the god in so many levels. But in that regard, where it's like she had a mailbox money song that allowed her to be super free to do whatever the fuck he wants, yeah. you know, and like, yeah. and, and somebody I brought, I brought up Will Oldham a, a lot, but somebody like Will, all he's done is, I mean, he's written thousands of incredible songs. And sometimes I think that for Will too, because like Will wrote, I see a darkness, which is like one of my favorite Johnny Cash recordings, uh, you know, and he, and actually he wrote uh, John Legend, whatever his last, the album before the last one, he wrote the title track. But still, nobody really knows who Will is, you know, and, and sometimes, but in a good way, you know, yeah. sometimes I, I get jealous of Will. It's like, wow, this guy gets to write mainstream songs and still doesn't have to deal with any bullshit. Nobody's bothering him. It's so sick. You know, that's so cool. Um, but then sometimes I, I also feel like, well, damn it, you know, there's, Will should be known as like, a, should, should have like huge hit songs, you know, but, but then sometimes I wonder maybe the kind of songs that somebody like a song like I See a Darkness, that's one of the best songs ever written that's not a popular notion. You know what I mean? That's not a song that's meant, you know, that's like, that's like an Angel of Montgomery kind of song. You know what I mean? It's like, like, like that, that's touching on things that are too, too personal maybe for the mainstream to, to, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I guess. The, but it but goes that's back to what I like said, it's like human connection. Both of those yeah, songs man. are very yeah. much like, like, you know, when just using Angel from Montgomery as an example, like, uh, when you hear Bonnie Raitt, you know, I am an old woman, like flies buzzing yeah. in the kitchen, all that. Like, I'm not an old woman and there are no flies buzzing yeah. in the kitchen, but I know, I know <laughs> well, how there that you are. feels. I feel you. I know how that feels, totally. But, but, and, but then also like, and then Prime's original version, it's John yeah. Prine saying, I am an old yeah. woman. I love that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff so much. You know what I mean? Like, like, like when there's this like magic that happens when something is so, well, it's John Prine saying, I am an old woman is not the greatest example, but it's sort of what I'm saying is like when something is so fucking particular, it's so particular and so unto itself that it becomes universal. You know, like, like, and, 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 and that's the best thing. And, and that happens all over the place in all sorts of ways, you know, like there, there, there's way like, you know, I don't know, Prince, who's like Prince. Nobody's like Prince. Sorry to cut you off. I was literally about to say Prince. I was yeah. literally, I was being a kind interviewee and not saying Prince. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. You know, and then, and it's interesting because I was thinking, and then also on another level, and also just sort of keeping myself humble, and also just always to remind myself, I don't know what the fuck anybody wants. It's like uh, Michael Jackson is somebody who also is that way. I have never understood Michael Jackson ever. You know, like 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 I, I never I never related to it, never spoke to me in any way. I never understood him. Never understood his music. I never understood a lyric that he's singing about. I don't understand anything. But nonetheless, this is a good example of certainly somebody who is like nobody else and is a very strange person and yet the entire world sure. you know feels you know and 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 that's cool you know <laughs> like 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 totally that's that's, totally. A, that's a really cool thing to, to, to remind is like and i think uh thelonious monk said there's a great if you ever look up monks rules you ever seen it? it's so fucking cool it's a. Uh, I think somebody who played with him was would just write things down when monk was saying always remember this and so there's this handwritten thing that a musician wrote down of monk's rules and one of his things is genius is that which is most like itself is one of his lines <laughs> that's, that's heavy. yeah 
around, <laughs> around that one. That's going to take yeah, look, me. Look up, look up Monk's, look up Monk's rules. They're, all of them are great. They're all really cool. They're like, some of them are kind of mysterious. Some of them are so fucking straightforward. You're like, God, I can't believe I never. Yes. That's really smart. You know, like, um, <laughs> I literally yeah. get up and look that up. That's awesome. Look it up. Monk's rules. Yeah. There's um, I'm conscious of the time. So I'm going to ask you some ra- rapid fire questions. Of course. Um, uh, this is a kind of a mean question, but answer it however you want. Top three favorite musicians or artists. Mm. I really want to answer that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess you know, since since it changes all the time, I'm just let me see. Ibrahim uh, uh, from Tanarwin, the guy who started the band Tanarwin. Cause that's a guy who uh, had his, saw his father get murdered in front of, you know, in, in front of him and then chose to make music. And, and it was also forced to kill people and do all this horrible shit just to live, just to not starve. And then took a guitar and made beautiful, beautiful, beautiful music, which is constantly asking the question, it, how could why would anybody hurt anybody else um so the band is called tanarwin t-i-n-a-w-i-r-e-n they're an african psychedelic rock band i guess i don't know how to describe it but i'd say he's probably one of the coolest people who to ever do music and he's definitely a hero of mine uh you know merle haggard's an easy person to say is a hero of mine because the guy never made a bad record and just there's so many hundreds of incredible songs and incredible singing and uh you know uh let's say you know i'm gonna say prince because that's just he's just so great and he's easy to access for everybody um uh so uh, yeah let's just say those we can say those three it's perfect perfect um yeah. You, you touched upon this a little bit already, but if you could give one piece of advice to upcoming musicians, what would it be? Mm, um, I, I want to say practice, and it's such a lame thing to say. Oh, it's good. But, I mean, uh, 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 but, 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 but like, sit in your sweatpants, like, don't be afraid to just suck so hard like like just like really suck like just be by yourself and like learn just sound terrible just by yourself and like just keep on working at it uh just like be patient with yourself and slow it down if you can't get it if you're trying to learn something just slow it down and 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 try just 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 be patient with yourself don't beat yourself up too hard when you're trying to learn something but like keep on practicing because people love it when you sound good and they don't care how you got there. They do not care if you practice a million for a million hours, you know, like, like, uh, in fact, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this. I, I was in Nashville. I, I saw Cat Stevens play. I, I play with him sometimes. And, and I went out with his band who were like these unbelievable musicians. And I took him to uh, Tootsie's to go see some live music. And there happened to be a fucking incredible band. There's always an incredible band at Tootsie's in Nashville, but this band was really good and really speaking to me. It was like a guy playing a Telecaster. They're playing like country rock, but like 70s style country rock, like 
and the dude was so good. And I was kind of getting hammered. And I'm sitting with these with Cat Stevens's incredible musicians. And I was like, man, I was like, man, I can never play that good. I mean, that guy's just, man, he's just incredible. And and I think Kwame Yaboa, who's who plays with Cat Stevens, who's like this one of the best musicians in the world, he goes, Man, this guy just practiced a lot. He just practiced a lot. Don't be so hard on yourself, man. He just practiced a lot. That's all he did. That's all I did. <laughs> you know, so it sounds, <laughs> like, it was, awesome. I was like, <laughs> he's right. He's, he's right. totally right. Yeah. Because I was sitting there, I was sitting there making this big deal about how this guy, you know, because I was like, look, he's just singing his heart out. His heart's being sung through the Telecaster in this fucking bar. And I know he's just doing it for money, but that's real. And the guy's like, you practice a lot. Shut up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love that. It's true. Um, okay. Yeah. Last question. Last question, mm -hmm. um, which I like to ask people. Um, whether or not you're religious, I'm not, but, but it's just, a, just, a metaphorically or literally you, you get, you, you get in front of God or heaven or whomever it mm -hmm. is, uh, or purgatory. It can be whatever you want. And they say, we want to hear one song from you. What do you play? Mm, row, row, row your boats, probably. <laughs> I like it. Life is I mean, it's a great. Life it's an amazing song. It's a fucking amazing song. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a good song. I mean, it's like yeah. lyrically good. It's around. You know, you, yeah. you could get you could get St. Peter or <laughs> you know or or whatever whoever's whoever's fucking telling you to do it. You're like, okay. I love that. Thank you so much, Matt, for your time. I really my appreciate pleasure. It. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah.